if you're considering something that you're not sure about, pray about it. People don't pray enough. People should restore their connection with God. It doesn't have to be like a full-time, like a fully, fully connection. But I mean, like, just go back. Because I mean, like, find a certain or deeper meaning in whatever you are, in whatever you do, or wherever you are. Like, when you actually know God, it's different. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today we have an amazing guest all the way from South Africa. He's our barrier breaker for the month of October and he's none other than Tando Magwaza. Please Tando, introduce yourself. I'm Tando. I'm very shy by the way, even though I talk a lot, but I'm very shy. So I'm actually a sound engineer by profession and I just do sound each and every day. (laughs) Oh wow. Okay, mm. cool. How did you get into sound? Has, has this been something that you've always wanted to do? And yeah, tell us your story. Funny enough, I come from an engineering background family because my late brother was an engineer and I was surrounded by engineers in the family. So I went to technical high school. So because I've always had a curious mind of actually breaking stuff and just kind of like fixing it again. So I went to technical high school uh, where I just studied engineering, mechanical, civil, electrical, like you name it. We, we, we did everything like from scratch, from grade. I don't know how you call it, but it's grade eight. Yeah. till grade 12. So it's kind of okay, like. Okay, we do. We have that as well. I come in Gambia. Grade seven to 12. Yes. yes so I was kind of like I was in a technical high school. And when I finished my matric, I'm like, okay, cool. I need to go to college now. What do I need to study? I'm like, okay, I look at my marks. I'm like, okay, civil, I'm doing pretty much good in civil. So I'm just going to go to just study civil. And I mm-hmm. did go to, mm-hmm. I went and studied civil. And, but I mean, like, as I'm studying civil, I'm like, nah. My second year, I'm like, nah, this is not it, eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, this is not it. I'm losing the curiosity in me, you know, because I mean, like, I just want to fix things, broken things. So I just kept on, like, this is not it. I don't know. I just, this one, I was just studying, you know? And I'm listening to music. I'm like, what is that? Wow. Like, how is that possible? Like my curiosity just stuck on that music, the musical thing. Then I Mm -hmm. researched about everything about music. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, we know that we have producers, we have artists, we have songwriters, but I mean, like, who's the guy who sits behind? What does that guy do? Right, right, right. (laughs) Who sits behind everything? Like, what does he do? And I started researching everything like about that guy. And I'm like, oh, this guy is the man. He makes things work. 
and I research uh, uh, stuff in terms of like sound engineering, research colleges. I'm like, I researched gear. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to study sound. So my parents thought I was still studying civil. And I registered myself like in sound. So come end of the year, I have to produce results. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, how do I break this? I'm like, I look at my marks. I'm like, I'm killing it in sound because it's something that I'm actually enjoying, you know? Right, right. Like every day, I just want to learn. I've got this passion because you get people who actually have passion for one thing and then next week it's all gone. With sound, I researched for a year and a half and I just wow. got like, the passion just keep growing and growing mm-hmm. and growing. And mm-hmm. even today, like before I actually go to bed, I always kind of like, I'm on blogs. I'm just reading about sound. Even if it's stuff I know, but I'm reading, I'm just reading. Cause I mean like how another person actually uses the same thing that I use. It can be different and it can be, I can learn something from that. I usually learn before I actually go to bed. So as I was saying that I told my parents, I'm doing sound. Funny enough, because I, I was already grown, my parents, um, they can only get mad for a certain point. My parents yeah. were like, okay, what is the sound? If you can explain to us, what is it? And I did explain to them. Mm-hmm. I think they actually looked at how I'm actually telling it to them rather than me actually kind of like wanting to do it. Like they could see that, okay, yeah. this boy actually, he likes what he's doing. Yeah. He likes what he's doing. And then, which came to the major question. How are you going to make money out of it? There we go. (laughs) That's always what they're thinking about. Like, you're not going to be feeding off of me. (laughs) yo. And I had to uh, break it down for them. I'm like, okay, it's either if I go into radio, this is what I'll do. If I go into music, this is what I'll do. If I go into TV, this is what I'll do. If I go into the live entertainment industry, this is what I'll do. They're like... Yeah, but how are you going to make money? Like, and I knew in my head that, okay, I want to major in studio. Mm-hmm. Like, just sit down. Because the initial curiosity I had in first, yeah, it was the guy behind in mm-hmm. studio mm-hmm. doing that stuff. So I kind of like got intrigued from, by that. So I actually, funny enough, I did all rounders in all sound. So like, I mm-hmm. did live sound. I do everything. Like, But still, like, I just decided to actually kind of like, I'm just going to deal with studio. But I just focus on studio from there. and. Yeah, I've been happy ever since. Like, does it hasn't felt like I'm just going to my job. I'm just going to, I'm just, oh I God. wake up in the morning. It doesn't matter how tired I am. Like, I wake up, I'm like, let's go do something. Wow. I literally love this story. It's amazing how you transition and all of that. But I have so many questions. So one of them is, were you one of those kids that when the DVD player wasn't working, you go, or the VCD back in the day wasn't working, you go and open the VCD player cassette the video mm. player and open yes, it yes. up and then try to fix it were you one of those because i know i used to do that so maybe i should have been in sound too <laughs> or being an engineer or something funny enough uh, my late brother the one i told you about earlier on he was the guy who actually fixes the broken stuff like the electronic things oh okay so operational wise of the things i was actually involved in that like i used to because i even got hacks on how to actually Cassette, all the cassettes and radios. Yeah, yeah. You get, you used to get uh, tapes that you cannot rewrite on top of them. Like you cannot re-record anything on top of them. But right, I got right. hacks out of the island. Listen, you and the guy. So I, I was recording, like get an original tape. Let's say maybe if it's, it's actually, it's Elvis or something. Like, And I'm actually, I've had enough of Elvis. I want to record something. I want to record, let's say maybe what's playing in the radio, mm-hmm. like 20 hits in the country mm-hmm. that's playing in the radio. Mm-hmm. I want to record those on top of Elvis. And I found hacks to actually record on top of Elvis. I was one of those guys. So <laughs> fixing wow. enough, fixing up, of course, yeah, when you do sound, you actually learn how to fix things. But I mean, like, I was curious on 
the mechanics of it, how things work. Okay, from this point or this little transformer here, what does it do? And then when it moves from here, what's the next step? I was that I'm curious. I was curious like that, mm. not in a sense of like fixing. This is amazing. And just to take it back to your brother, so rest in peace. Was this someone that you looked up to and that drove you into this desire or passion? Was he one of the people you would say? I'd say yeah. Like he was one of those people who actually kind of like pushed me to actually kind of like be myself, but without actually pushing me. Like. Like the way he presented himself, like I wanted to be a representation of him because he, in my eyes, like, of course, there are challenges in that, but I mean, like, he was a perfect man. Mm, mm. He was a perfect man. Like he had mm. a good spirit, like everything. Like he was like a perfect man, basically. Right. right. So I kind of like looked up to him, but in a sense of like, even though he's doing, he's on a different working environment, but I, mm-hmm. the way he presents himself as a man, I wanted yeah. to actually kind of like be like that. Yeah. I believe wherever he is, so going to be so proud of you for your achievements and everything that you've done. And I just want to go into my next question. So you said second year of university, you looked at what you were doing and you had to pause on that. Like, how did you feel? Like, what was going through your mind? It was kind of, to be quite honest, it's like, it was a blackout. Like. I got this blackout. I'm like, okay, cool. What I'm studying right now, it's not making sense to me. Right. I understand. I know how to do these things, but I mean, right now, should I commit to doing this like now till I'm actually 60 or 80 or whatever? I'm like, no, I don't want to go into that route. Mm. But Mm. the new route actually kind of like, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm going to be happy. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of blacked out. You know, I reached a point where I'm like, okay, cool. I don't see anything on the other side in civil right now. Right. I don't see anything. I don't see myself like graduating. I don't see a picture of me like in my mental graduating, me actually kind of working for a company, me on site or doing whatever I need to do. I didn't see anything. So I didn't get a picture of anything. That's the thing. Right. It was scary for me. Like I was like, Okay, I don't see anything. Maybe I just have to do it. Well, I know someone and even when I was studying, I have a master's in finance. I was studying in London and I think in my second year two or third, I figured out like this is not something I want to do. Yes, I had desired to work in the banking industry and all of that. I still went through because at that point in time, my dad was paying my fees. Again, I was a child that I never wanted to support my parents. And so for me, it was about, you better stay focused on what you're doing right now and not even waste their money because whereas you had an alternative to go into, I like, I didn't find that alternative because I was like, I love kids. I love to work with young people. I want to study something in that area, but I didn't know what it was that I could study. And there was no one around me to guide me into that. And my school wasn't providing that facility. So there was no way I could do that. I just went ahead. But now I know that, this is something I would want to go into. And so maybe like you did your research, I have to go do my research and see what areas I can grow in and kind of like work in that industry. But this is like, you're already speaking to me right now. And I remember one of my friends had said how we were all in business class and in high school and the parents is like, you have to do this. What are you going to make out of the other class that you want to go? Cause he wanted to do arts. And till today he still does arts after high school. He's like, I'm not doing anything in business. Like this is where I want to be. It was like, if you don't do this, I'm not going to pay your school fees. And he had to finish high school. At least that's what he wanted to do. And it's just parents you know back in the day, our parents now it's like, 
do what you want to do. And it's, I mean, it's just growing slowly, especially for African people, go and do what you want to do. But back then it's like, do what I tell you to do. And now they see the end results of that. So I'm so glad that your parents actually saw what you did. I mean, had you and decided to allow you to go into it, even though they had a lot of questions on how you're going to make money out of it. And I say this to say that for every young person that is out there, if there is a desire or a passion that you have, and you know your parents might not agree, you have to do the work for them to know that this is what you really want to do. Like for me, my sister, she loved music. She's a gospel artist. Like that's what she loved to do. There was nothing that was going to pull her away from that. And my dad found it hard to even allow her to go into that before she, he eventually allowed her to go into that. But it was like a struggle. And she wasn't passing that exam. But when she went into music, she was loving it and passing and getting great, great results. So because my dad had seen the work that she was doing, she has a music school for kids. And he was like, wow, this person is like doing great. And like, she'll go for competitions and she's doing well. So it was like, you have to do the work. And like for you, Tando, when your parents, when you went to your parents, you had done your research already. <laughs> you had done your research, you went to them. And when they asked, you were able to talk about it. But if you hadn't done your research and went to them, like without doing that research, <laughs> they'll be like, go back to civil. Like there is no way. <laughs> But you could defend yourself, which is so powerful. How long have you been doing the sound engineering for? What year are we on? It's actually 10 years now. Wow. It's actually exactly 10 years back. I started doing it like full time 2012. Wow. So it's 10 years. So prior to that, you were doing it part time or like you had a job that you were still in school or something? I was still a kid, typical kid, running around, partying, doing whatever I need to do, <laughs> and what kids do. As usual. <laughs> I was still lost. And I don't know. It's funny enough. Actually, now that you actually asked me this question, my, I'm digging in my brain exactly how I actually got the help that I needed. There was actually a youth program. And so actually we were in as kids. Like it was just a, like a youth program, youth empowerment project. He used to call it uh, KZN. So the guy who actually ran that, so he actually told me about another lady. And I can't remember her name. He worked, she's from America, but she worked at the U.S. consulate building in Durban. So, I mean, like she was in charge of like deciding careers for guys who want to study abroad in the U.S. and all that. He actually uh, told me to actually visit her. And then I think that lady opened up a, a lot in my brain. She was like, if you want to study sound, you can start in the U.S., but I mean, like, you can also start here. You got to practice it. It's a practice a trade for then rather uh, like a studied trade. And she opens like, oh, it's going to cost you a lot to actually go to the United States to actually study and all that. And America, apparently, it's very competitive when it comes to sound. It is. I'll tell you a little story about that <laughs> later on. Right, <laughs> as we right. get. But I mean, like, from there, I think I actually kind of opened my brain. I'm like, okay. The things that I thought I knew, your parents decided, okay, you need to study this. But we have people, which is actually kind of like, we didn't know about that. Because I, I grew up in the hood. We didn't know about that. So that's, there are people who actually help you decide on your career. So she actually kind of opened my mind. Like I was like blown away. That thing shifted like something and which actually kind of like made me be focused in what I actually want. At that point, have you made a decision that sound was what you were going to do? I was in the middle of a research. That's the thing. Okay. On sound. I think it actually kind of like, it made me want to pursue it even more. Because mm. I mean, like I got a clear vision. It was blurry at first. And yeah. then it got cleared. It was actually kind of like straightforward. 
the reason mm. why I ask that is the moment you decide to go into what your heart wants, like mm. where you, that pulling is, and you start mm -hmm. doing the research and you start, you know, asking questions, it's like God just aligns everything for you. I mean, that's what I believe. And so I believe in that also. Right. And so mm. that's where that person came in. You may not see it as anything. But at that point, when she came into your life, that pushed you and that desire for you to go into sound came about because you we had started doing your research and all of it. And so for anyone that's out there, you just mm. have to keep doing the research and be, I mean, it's not like you said it was an event that made you go in. That's a, you trying to grow and be in spaces that would help you and going into that room got you access to somebody. And so as young people, it's just so hard now. Some people would find it like, Oh, why am I going for this event? And why am I going to that? But it's part of networking. It's part of you connecting with other people and you never know who you're going to meet. You never know mm. who's going to help you to your next level. So going mm. into these spaces definitely helps a lot. And I'm glad that, you know, you met that person that pushed you to where you are now. Yeah. Mm. You're really digging into my memories, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And I just want to bring this up, but at Barabekas Ghana, I try to want to make this really not just one-sided and getting people from across the globe. And so when I met my friend, I was like, Ati, I need somebody to come on the podcast. Do you know anyone in South Africa? And he, she had mentioned you. We talked about Ati earlier prior to the podcast. And she's mm -hmm. so amazing. I love that girl so much. And then she talked about you. And this is like, she was like, because I know I've seen her done some interview with some people. I was like, I'm trying to see if I can get those people. But then she was like, oh, I have this friend that that is a sound engineer that has worked on many, many projects. And even before we got on this podcast, you're talking about a movie that just came out of, on Netflix yesterday. And I just mm. want you to dive into some of the projects that you've worked on because this has been a journey. And for you to be somebody at the background working for Netflix and all of those other movies, like, can you tell us some of the projects that you've worked on? Whew, where do I begin? Should we go with the musical stuff first? Let's be going for... Should I go from lowest to highest Listen, or highest to lowest? <laughs> going for your passion just blows you up. Like it takes you to higher levels. And he has so many things like he doesn't even know where to start from. Like, oh my God. Okay. Anywhere you want to start from. That's fine. We okay. can do a couple of music. We can do a couple of movies. Yeah. Or should oh. I say what have been your one of your major of two of your major ones that you've worked on? I'd say being involved in as an engineer for like for the Lion King 2019 a remake. I did a lot of demos for it. And my mentor also, which passed away last December, like he gave me a big break in this industry, like 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, the Lion King that came out just a couple of years, I mean, two years ago, then the remake one. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Wow. That's just part one of the big stuff, but okay, I'll tell you about that. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, actually, funny enough, pulling that, I mean, I used to work here. Now I actually came to visit my buddy. I told you, I used to be the student manager here and an engineer here. So I met Label M. He'd come here and record, like he'd come here and record stuff because he used to work with the owner here. So the owner moved to another province or in Cape Town. He's in Cape mm -hmm. Town. So I did a lot of work here in studio. So I recorded a lot of stuff. Like even in the evenings, like I'll be chilling with Ati outside the studio because she's across. I'll be chilling with her. Like I get a call, phone call, like want to record tonight. I'm like, okay, I'm at the studio. They're like, okay, cool. I'm around the block. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this guy pulls in like level M. Pulls in all alone. No bodyguards, right? Pulls in. We just worked the whole night. Demo, we're doing demos. I thought maybe we just kind of like, because demos, it's only about kind of like doing things, you know, testing, mm -hmm. trying things. Mm -hmm. 
And then all of a sudden, I just get it like a couple of years later, maybe two or three years later. It's like, okay, cool. Tomorrow we're recording The Lion King. And it's like, I remember that evening, I was just going to see a friend for a meeting in here and have dinner. It's like quarter to eight at night. Like I get a call, like I'm recording the ranking tomorrow. Set up these things. I'm looking at the friend. I dropped a call. I'm looking at the friend. I'm like, Lion King. Wow. I'm like, okay, I need to go back to the studio and set up and everything. Because it's a first things first, it's a big session. A big, yeah, it is. Not just yeah. a big session, it's a national session. Mm-hmm. Internet. I need to prepare myself that like, I need to present my stuff tomorrow in a like in a great way. I need to actually prep the studio. I need to make sure we've got coffee for everyone for like 60 or 70 people that were in the studio. I need wow. to make sure we still have coffee. I had to move quick. I came back from the dinner around nine and I went to studio. I set up and I looked everything. When my mentor came in the next day, he's like, okay, cool. We're going to start setting up at six. I'm like, I know you can come in at eight. I'll set up. I didn't tell him that I've already set up. He comes mm-hmm. in the morning and I'm like, yeah, I've set up. He's like, nice <laughs> so yeah it's actually fun oh my god the people that i met there yeah they changed my life without, they, without even knowing that they changed my life Aww. like the way they work like it's kind of like you know every person works a different way mm-hmm. and then i was kind of like always like in denial about how i work because i do my best when i'm actually kind of like alone yeah it's yeah. kind of like i do years people around i'm that type of person eh? Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, sometimes I do suffer from uh, severe ADHD. So, but I just kind of like, I, I just, I do better when I'm alone. Yeah. Funny enough, I actually work for a company now, but I mean, like, I do better when I'm alone. My right. best work is actually when I'm alone. So I think when we were doing the demos and everything, Level M was so cool. He'd record stuff and he'd leave me to do my thing alone. Mm-hmm. He'd like do this, uh, sort this thing out. And I just kind of, do whatever he asks me and do something even beyond. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I just want to, I get too attached to projects. Like I give it my all. When I'm actually in the project, I'm actually in the project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you asked me about the Lion King, but yeah, actually Lion King was actually kind of like the biggest at that time. But it actually kind of like made me re kind of like reconsider that. Okay. And kind of like accept myself like, okay. Tando, you are there. You just have to keep working hard yeah, and just kind of yeah. humble yourself. I'm yeah. a very humble guy. Yeah. Like, I'm a very humble guy. Like, I, sometimes I'm way too humble, eh? And then people try <laughs> to take advantage, but... Always. It's just that when I start stepping in, now I'm kind of like, I'm, when I get to a defensive mode, mm-hmm. it's a very scary thing. Yeah. I mean, we just have to learn to draw boundaries in this. I mean, for people like us that we are really nice and very humble. Some people would just want to pick on us, but... As you grow older, you decide to draw boundaries and you know how to draw boundaries and mm. people don't just come to you anyhow like that. But yeah. So what's another one that you've worked on? I've worked with a, with a lot of music wise. I've done like, just as my current boss, whenever there's a session coming in here, he'll tell me, okay, we are just an artist uh, it's coming in. Like, I'm like, oh, I know him. He's like, Everyone, I'm like, we have been around, eh? <laughs> right. I'm like, I mean, I've it's been ten around. Years. Come on. And no, you, and I mean, like, I've been a flying studio for a very long time, eh? Mm, Working, mm. being there, making coffee rounds. Like, yeah. I, even today, I still enjoy making coffee for people. Right. Like, sometimes in the session, before we even start, I'll make coffee and everything. And then I can see the energy of the whoever's coming to work. They don't recognize me as an engineer. Mm-hmm. And then but when I sit in the chair, now I'm like, that's actually work. That's when they realize, okay, let's work then. But it I mean, like, me, guys. <laughs> and he just made coffee for me. 
Yeah, but I mean, like each and every day, I just still, I get a, a lot of people actually patronize me, but I don't take it personal. I've learned to actually not take things personal because I mean, if you don't know me, like you don't know me, yeah. I know me. Yeah. So sometimes I let things slide, you know? Yeah. Up until it gets to a point, but when it gets ugly, it gets ugly. But I mean, like I let things slide, but yeah. I try to actually kind of let it slide and just be humble. And people think that I tolerate a lot of things, people or clients, but it's not that. I just kind of like, I know what, because in the end of the day, I'm going to be alone when I'm actually, my ADHD is shooting up. Like I'm going to be like, oh, I should have handled this differently and differently, all that. But right. It just tells you how you need to treat people no matter what. Like you just having the right character, a right attitude everywhere you go because you don't know who you are going to meet. I think, I can't remember what it was a story I was reading or somebody was saying that I think, yeah, I just met this lady. I was at a conference and she was telling us how she, at work, she would just say hi to everybody. How you're doing? How is your family? And all of that. And one day she, somebody invited her to an event with at the white house with mm. Barack Obama and Michelle and mm. they chose her and she was like, who is this person again? And she realized that this is one of the people she's been really nice at her company. Mm, mm. And the person was like, yeah, I wanted you to be there because you're one of those people that was always like very mm. people person and very nice. And I was like, she didn't even know that this was like a CEO or the boss or the manager mm, or mm. something. Nev- she never knew. It's just, she just being nice to people. And mm, that's why mm, it's mm, so mm. very important to be nice to people because you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know mm, who's mm, going to mm, take mm, you to mm, the next level. Mm, so mm. I'm so glad that this is who you are and it makes you connect and help other people like connect with people and the ones who are for you will come to you and the ones who are not for you will disappear. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not me. It's actually, it was actually humble. God is actually playing his part. Right. Listen, when that Holy Spirit just comes to you and be like, you didn't do this right. Yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, God, I hear you. I need to do better. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. I mean, so your sound engineering takes you to work with different people and different, different organizations. And one of them has been Netflix as well. Is it like you're working for Netflix directly or sometimes Mm. your gigs connect you to some projects that are for different organizations such as Netflix? Funny enough, I came in with a Netflix job. I came in January when we started it, like, you know, as a guy just coming in to help out because we were just two guys handling the Mm -hmm. sound doing uh, the sound effects or uh, the final mix. So I'll tell you how I actually met my current boss and everything. Mm-hmm. Also linked to the Lion King type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I actually came in just to kind of like help on this project where I'm actually working right now. I'm just kind of like, I'm going to be here to help on this project, do what I need to do. And then once that, it's all good. And funny enough, once I was, we started working on, on the project, they offered me a full-time job, which was okay. Mm-hmm. And how I actually met my current boss and the place where I actually worked, mm-hmm. I, Level M was actually brought to compose five original songs on the mm-hmm. Woman King. Yeah. Yeah. So Level M, he did five songs there and my mentor, cause he was a bit ill. He kind of like decided that I should be the head engineer or the chief engineer for the project for the recording of this. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do the recordings at the studio that we did Lion King. So Level M called me, gave me a call, like also on a random Saturday morning. He's like, what are you doing, Tando? I'm at home. I'm having coffee. Like, okay, I need you to come to studio now. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay. He's like, this whole weekend, we will book a session for this whole weekend. We've got to record stuff for the Woman King. I'm like, you're talking about right now? He's like, yeah, I'm talking about right now. 
I'm like, mm. okay, cool. I'm coming through. When mm. they started recording, but the first week we recorded, we recorded. And then second week, that's when you started like lace organizing and lacing things that that's where you kind of like now it gets to the point where you, it's like you recording. Anyone can do recording, but I mean, like it's time to organize. Cause I mean, it's a big project. You need time mm. to organize. You got musicians, expensive musicians. Mm. So you cannot lose any file or anything. Now it's time to organize. Yeah. It's time, for, it's time to actually do some mixes and kind of like, and uh, send to the director and the producers to hear. Cause I mean, like they're the owner of the music basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the whole month of November, I was like on my computer each and every time working on mixes. He wow. calls with label M. He's like, organize this way, this thing, move this drum, put it here. The, like I'll literally do that. Like I was like on my computer all the time, the whole mm-hmm. of November working on, the world, the woman king, only five. Mm-hmm. So imagine five songs because I mean, like those songs actually kind of like carry the movie. That the lower yeah. part, of, like the background of the movie, data. Yeah. yeah, we were working on that. So yes, yes, and it's coming out uh, on the 16th, if I'm mistaken, of September. That movie. Yeah, I can't remember the date, but yeah, I've seen the art, and I like I can't wait to go watch it with my friends. So, mm. <laughs> and one thing that just got me from all that you have been saying, the reason why I'm even letting you tell this, your story is because like on Barabika's Corner, I just want this for young people, especially to listen and be encouraged and do mm. whatever they have to do. Cause look at you in South Africa and you're getting connections for jobs and opportunities in us that are going to be showcased in us, even though you are not in us, but you are mm. where you are in South Africa and you're doing that work. And I just want to encourage young people to just, like listen to these stories and keep pressing mm. on wherever they are because like your story is even as you, you talked about it i was just making a note about it you're always mm. prepared and ready when they call you like they call you on a saturday you're drinking your coffee you could have said yo this is saturday i'm resting i have to do this like i need to spend time with family and all of that which is important but when opportunity comes knocking at your door you don't, <laughs> you don't, you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready. <laughs> you have to be. And this brings me to my point where I've been talking about this on the podcast and I guess every podcast till this end of the year ends, I'm going to say this, but that is a generation that is fading away and we need to be ready today. That next, that God is calling us. So that generation is moving or a people are moving and they might not be in those spaces anymore. They might not hold those positions anymore. So we need to be ready today to fill those spaces. And if we are not ready today, there's going to be that gap. And when that gap comes, you're going to be like, if you hadn't gone into sound engineer, there's going to be a gap for this position or somebody may not even be as great as you are in this position. And you're going to be wondering why you could do better. And it's funny how some people can be sitting at that co- in their own corners and be like, I could have done a better job. But listen, dude, you were not even ready. You were not even prepared, mm. but you mm. are here ready and prepared. And anytime that they call you, let's go. And that's people having to push in and do what they have to do because opportunity is coming and i Mm. see that you're gonna go bigger and i mean i've heard people's stories where they've said i used to be the coffee guy i used to be the one doing this but now i'm no longer that i think it's devon franklin who said that he used to be this person but all he was trying to do was learn anyone that calls him i'm gonna do because at the end of the day he want to see what they're doing in the background Mm. he wants to learn from them he wants to glean from them and so Mm. don't even take whatever you're doing now for granted you might be the coffee guy you might be the Mm. secretary you might be the one typing the minutes but one day you might be the ceo that somebody will be typing your minutes of that company or whatever company it may be so whatever you're doing just be prepared just keep pushing just be and i have this feeling that where you are now 
God is going to take you greater because you are always prepared and ready for the next. Never like let that opportunity down. And I believe that yes, I mean, your level of spirituality, you're in tune with wherever God is calling you to. And if there's a no that you have to say no to, you would say no. But whatever it is, you're always ready. Like from your story, that's what I just gleaned from that. Like you're always ready and we need to be always ready because wherever God is calling us to, we need to be prepared for that place. And we need to have that, what's it called? that experience, that knowledge, that when we go and speak, they don't think that this is some coffee guy come to speak, but this is somebody who has an experience of where he's been and where he's going. So I really love your story. And that's why you see me just keep asking questions about that. And what are some of the challenges you faced throughout this journey? Yeah, challenges is that I think what just came into my mind right now is that people, they see me working with this type of artist or this type of a say brand or whatever mm. big brand mm-hmm. and they actually think that i'm actually kind of like this type of person like i'm a cocky little kid it's not even that to be quite honest i do exactly what any other engineer does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i just do it and present it the way i'm presented as me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which challenges uh, people kind of like take advantage of me before they even know me People judge, they judge my work and me mm-hmm. without even actually kind of like giving me a chance mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. Then up until I actually step in and actually do the work, mm-hmm. then they start understanding, okay, so wow. he's not just there in the room. He's there in the room because this person actually thought it was right mm-hmm. for this person to be in a room. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't just go into a room. You know, it's kind of like, a, it's like a metaphor, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I don't just go into the room without being invited. Right. I need to be invited into the room. Yeah. And I got to make sure that the energy that I'm going to, uh, the energy of that room is actually right for me also. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a very quiet guy. I like my own space. I'm very quiet. Mm. But the minute you start speaking to me, I'm very open. Yeah. It's how I actually kind of like, I am. Like, I'm just quiet. You think, ah, this guy is not confident. I get a lot of the that people are saying, oh, you should be confident more. I like the way I am. I like people judging me from far up until they actually know me personally. Like right, once right. you know me personally, I'm actually a good friend to everyone. Mm-hmm. I try to be a good friend to everyone. I hope I can be a, just a, a better fam- family brother. I mean, a, a better brother to my family because I haven't seen them in a long time. But because oh. <laughs> I mean, like I'm just working. Yeah. Gym, yeah. I'm in studio, weekends, I'm in church, working there. Like, I'm just working. I get yeah. home, I sleep, and I work. Get home, sleep, I work. And sometimes yeah. I like, get home, jump on work also. Yeah. But I mean, like, I just enjoy what I'm doing. But I mean, like, challenges, it's... Yeah, people actually... It's kind of like people actually judging me without even yeah. knowing me. Yeah. And I, I get that a lot. Each and every day, I'm actually working with someone new. They judge me from first. Yeah. Then, by the end of the day, we're best friends with them. Yeah. Because now they understand, it's okay. Yeah. No. This is the guy. I've been saying this from the beginning. This is the guy. (laughs) Don't mess with him. (laughs) I think a lot of young people go through that, especially in Africa. It's like, they look at you like you're not capable. The older ones are the capable ones Mm. because they have vast experience or something. Mm. But young people come with their own knowledge and ideas of how to go about things and they get Mm. the job done. You you want the job Mm. to be Mm. done. You don't have to be looking for somebody older who has got like 50 years of experience or something. Mm. But with this new, I mean, young people right now, we just love to do stuff and we are also good at what we do. So if you do invite us in, like you said, I want to be invited into the room. 
if you do invite us, you'll see the amazing things that I'll produce for you, that I'll do for you, that will be like, what is this other guy doing here? I don't need this other person. You are the guy. You need to be in here. <laughs> and so I feel like young people go through that a lot. They look down on them or if they're in certain spaces, they're like, who are you? Like, you can't do this. But they say, don't judge a book by the cover. Allow people to come in and do the thing that they need to do and see. And then you judge for yourself and say, well, this person is really great or this person wasn't good at this. And before you this them but man i love your story so much i've um, got a lot of stories that's the thing <laughs> yeah i've got a lot of stories i was just a tiny one from the, this week when you reached out to me last week actually i told you that i'm actually recording this project so i'm actually free in the weekend and mm-hmm. which is last week and this week so the whole week uh, i was recording last week and i finished recording i think on tuesday mm-hmm. so on tuesday I wasn't mixing the album. So the mixing engineer came in like he's a legend in this country. He's done some great records and like, mm. which they are done well, great even internationally. So this guy actually, he was born in the US. Mm-hmm. His family's in the US. Mm-hmm. So he actually stays here now. So he's a legend in the, like in the game here. He's like, he's the OG in the game. So he came in <laughs> right. to actually mix. He came in on Wednesday and Friday. So I was with him in studio, of course, because I mean, like I recorded the project. So just in case he wants questions and all that, because mm-hmm. it was so quick, the project that the turnaround was just kind of like me giving him the files, not me actually cleaning up the files mm-hmm. proper. So he actually starts, he came and mixed at our studio. Mm-hmm. And I asked him a question about, I asked him a question and I was like, because I was kind of like, I usually have one question for the older engineers. I don't ask them, how do you actually kind of like take care of this frequency? No, it's different. To everyone because they might say something and then when i try to use it it won't make sense in my yeah. head because i process things differently yeah so and i kind of like asked him a question he the question was i asked him i enjoy recording i said i enjoy recording but i, I felt like i've had a, a good fair share of recording in my life now mm. and i'm actually the last couple of years like three years i've been venturing i've been actually working on mixing like mm-hmm. full time mm-hmm. Do you think it's like actually a great idea to actually focus on mixing and, and me stopping, uh, stop recording? Because I mean, like I've been reading, I've been researching also from the top engineers in the world. They're like, they said that if you want to be respected, get, or get a lot of respect from clients, mm-hmm. especially you're a mixing engineer, you got to stop recording mm-hmm. and focus on mixing. This year, a lot, so yeah, I'm actually thinking about that. So mm-hmm. I'll get back to your story. I know my yeah. point is actually long, but I mean, like I want you to get an idea of actually what I'm going to say. So I asked him that, do you think it's actually a good move for me to actually start mixing full time and just stop recording? He actually paused for like two minutes. Hmm. And when he spoke, the first thing he said is like, Tando, Hmm. I am 62 years of age and I learn new things each and every day. Never stop learning, my friend. Mm -hmm. So what you're asking me right now, it's all up to you. The important thing is for you to be confident in actually doing it. Mm. And then he is like, but be careful. There's a thin line between confidence and being cocky. Mm. That's what he said. You see, all of those words he said, he didn't actually answer my question, mm-hmm. but he gave me something to think about and the perspective. And I actually kind of like, okay, he answered my question, but in an inverted way, mm-hmm. made me actually kind of like, analyze myself mm-hmm. not just to kind of like no i'm gonna tell you to do this no he's like i'm gonna let you do your thing i was kind of like blown away by that so i mean 
I'm actually still traumatized by what he said, to be quite honest. I'm traumatized for real. Like, Are you more confused or like, okay, I don't know what to do? <laughs> Situation. You see, it all goes back to what we were talking about. Me actually being laid back, being an right person that I am. Mm-hmm. And when he's mentioned confidence, like, be confident, but don't be too confident. That's the part that actually uh, kind of like confused me a lot. <laughs> The other things that he said, I understood that, but I mean, I'm like, this man wants me to actually kind of present myself in a different way, or should I let my work present itself? It's, I know we're off topic, but I mean, like... Make sure that I have the definition of cocky very well. Conceited <laughs> or arrogant, especially in a bold or imprudent way. So I guess I get what he's trying to say, maybe. It could be that be confident, but in whatever your pursuit is, but don't be arrogant about it or when you get into that space or next mm. level not being i'm just trying to see how i can help here but maybe to an extent i may understand what he's saying being confident in what because how some people will be like i'm confident but then they are more arrogant but again i like i don't know what he sees you as and is he seeing you as somebody who could be cocky or is he seeing you as somebody who will be like confident in what you're doing? But again, I think he's also advising you to just be confident in whatever you're doing. And again, when you get to that next level, because maybe mixing can take you to the next level of your career path and you could come to that point where you are like arrogant and all of that. But I guess it's for you to just go deeper in you and just search your heart and see where your heart is at. and. Again, like you, we talked about humility and being humble about it and also just present it to God and just be like, God, this is it. Mm-hmm. Who am I? David said in the scripture, search me, O Lord, and remove from me mm-hmm. anything that is not of you. So it's about God. I want to go to this next level, but I don't know. I Oh, this is what I want to do, but search me, God, and see if there's any way in me that is not of you and take it away from me. Let me not go and do something that will put me into another space or be another kind of person. And I don't know, mm. I know that's not what the answer you are looking for from him, but you want to know whether you want to do mixing or should you go into continuing the sound engineering? But I guess he was just giving you a humanly, I mean, advice on next level. I don't know. But he mm-hmm. has me blabbing. So <laughs> what are the lessons you're learning? Yo, I feel like you just confused. A lessons, to be quite honest, in my industry, it's kind of like, you just got to keep learning each and every day. Hey, there's an acronym for this thing. Oh, it's called RTM. RTM. So with the stuff that we use, you got to read the manual and everything. So the mistake that happens in this, people don't read the manual. So the, let's say I got this cup, it's a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. I can't just use it to, to just to drink wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to read its manual. So I know it's a coffee mug. It's a coffee mug. Just to make you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so I yeah. think... Every day, it's kind of like, um, yeah, I'm always reading the manual and a lot mm. of things, just kind of like knowing exactly what's new industry, what's changing. But I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually teaching myself new skills, but still in the industry. Well, it's not a new skill. It's in the industry because I've just kind of like started doing Dolby Atmos mixing, which is called Apple call it, call it the spectral audio. Okay. So I just uh, started jumping onto mixing that. It's been fun, even though it's not my cup of coffee or my cup of tea. But I mean, like, it's, <laughs> but you it's, have to it's, do it. Yeah, I have to do it at work. Right. I have to do it at work. Because I mean, yeah. like, I represent a company now. It's yeah. not Tando yeah. in his corner doing his thing. Now I'm actually in a company. I need to, the work that's coming in the company, I need to deliver and still do my best, like, 
it should represent the company's actually good levels. Yeah. 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 I love where you talk about read the manual because and learning every day because you say if you stop to the day you stop learning is a, the day you start dying and so I mean and that's a very good point you saying for your lessons I just have to keep learning every day and reading mm. the manual whatever mm. your industry what you are supposed to do so mm. read the manual don't be like people that would receive a delivery and let's say for a bed and then instead of us to read the manual on how to fix that bed we are just like oh I know how to fix this and then you go and at the end of the day you're missing some mm. screws and you're like well, the screws <laughs> are supposed to go somewhere, but reading yeah. the manual, mm. wherever you are and whatever you do, read that manual, the manual mm. of your life as believers, we have the word, but also we have God to go to and, and ask God the path I'm supposed to take. How do I go? Where do I go? What do I do? Mm. And he's definitely there to show you the way at work. You have to read up stuff and get yourself prepared. Mm. You want a promotion. You have to get yourself mm. prepared, like we've been saying. So. One of the questions I ask on Barrier Breakers Corner is, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger that if I'd known this, this would have helped me in my life, be in a better place or just generally just really helped me in my mindset, in my character, in my attitude or whatever space you're in. What is it? Mm, what do I know now? No, Asha, I feel like if I had started taking my life very seriously at a young age, mm. I think I should have actually kind of like at the age that I am right now, I should have actually kind of start settling myself to start, maybe actually start building a family type of thing. I should be actually relaxing. But I mean, like, I think the major thing that I can say is that I didn't take my life seriously at a young age. Mm. I started taking it seriously once I was actually past 2024 20, mm. upwards. That's when I actually kind of like, okay, cool. I had it like a clear sight of actually, actually that, okay. This is the man that I am. Mm. And I said to myself as that man, so let me just work on that man. Mm. But that's, that's just it. But uh, I'm not a, a very complicated guy. I'm just simple, straightforward simple. things. And simple. Like, I'm just there. Like, I'm just a simple guy. This is, yeah. I feel like for young people, we go through that phase as young, very, very, at a young age where we are like, I can't wait to leave my parents' house. I can't wait to leave my life because you've been under so much restrictions. You don't know, you desire more than what you're doing now. You wish to go your own way. And so that comes with you trying to explore and doing all kinds of stuff. But later mm. in life, you realize this is not how life is going to be. Like this is not how life mm. is supposed to be. And so it's good that at 24, you came to that point and you're like, what, I need to change my ways. I need to be this and do better. And it, it might look like it's late, but I guess it's you coming to that point and you wish you had known that younger, great, but at least you've done something else with your life and you've turned your life around and you're doing amazing well. And that's one thing you should be proud of. It's never too late. Yes, you wish you had known that younger, which is great. But one thing I'd say is, and for everyone that this question may be something that you can reflect on or I've asked before and you're thinking about, I feel like what do you do with what you've known now is doing better. You know, what do you do now with what you realize is doing better, which you have done, Tando, and that's amazingly well. And I believe that because you have learned that now you want to teach younger people to even do better in whatever space or place they are in. Now you want to teach your own kids when you do have one, how to grow and how to do better in their life. And hopefully when they're a teenager, they would want to do that because as always, teenagers 
teenagers, we want to just do our own stuff. As young as we, we offer them, we offer them somewhere, and then we'll join the highway. Like after a couple of years, come back. We gotta take the wrong turn first. <laughs> right. <laughs> what advice have you got for anyone out there that is like, this is hard. Like I can't break barriers. How do I even break barriers? Where do I start from? Like, I was throwing in the towel. Like, what advice have you got for young people out there? Yo, yo, my brain cells actually kind of like backed out, but it's cool. Advice I'd say, oh, I'd give it to anyone is that I think so to some people, this will sound cliche, but I mean, like people, they don't pray enough. I pray about things like you should pray about everything that you do, you, you're about mm. to do. If you're considering something that you're not sure about, pray about it. People mm. don't pray enough. People should restore their connection with God. It doesn't mm. have to be like a full time, like a fully, fully connection. But I mean, like, just go back. Just go back. Because I mean, like find a certain or deeper meaning in whatever you are, in whatever you do or wherever you are. Like when you actually know God, different. I can tell you that I've done work that before I actually restored my relationship with God, like I've done mm. beautiful amount of work, like beautiful, but mm. I still was hungry for more. Mm. But now I'm actually getting fulfilled with everything that I'm actually doing. No, that fulfillment in life, like, I cannot explain it because I mean, yeah. like, I don't have the words for it, but I mean, like, it's just there. It's like, okay, cool. Tando, mm. you did this and you should be proud of yourself. I'm like, yeah, I am proud and all that. But I mean, like, I think it's restoring your relationship with God is actually one of the, something that the people actually kind of like need to really look at, mm. really I, look at. I'm so grateful you brought that up because for me, anything I do, I just want to really invite God in. Like yesterday we had a night vigil at church and Mm. I'm always <laughs> called to lead prayers at some point. And for me, anything I do in church, I, in, as little as just leading a call to worship, which is like five minutes, I'm like, God, yeah. what do I do? What do I say? How do I go about it? Like, I'm always inviting God in. And yesterday, mm. the scripture that, actually the scripture, I was praying with a group of people online during the week. And one of the scriptures that came up was Zachariah 1. And so even as mm. I was preparing for Bible, I mean, night vigil yesterday, the scripture yeah. that came back to me was that Zachariah one, and it just goes back to what you were saying, having that connection to God, pray. And this is Zachariah to one verse three saying, therefore tell the people, this is what the Lord almighty says, return to me, declares the Lord almighty. And I will return to you, says the Lord almighty. And then when you go down to what's it called? Verse 17 of Zachariah one, it says, proclaim further. This is what the Lord almighty says. Sorry, no, let me go to 16. It says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I will return to Jerusalem with mercy and there mm. my house will be rebuilt and the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. And 17 says, proclaim further. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity and the Lord mm. will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. And so when you come return to God and God returns to you or comes to you, there's this fulfillment there's this expansion because he's saying that the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem and then mm. there's going to be overflowing of prosperity. And so some people may think, oh, as believers, we're not supposed to prosper. But the Bible says that I wish mm. above all things that you may prosper. And so 
when you connect back to God, his desire becomes your desire. And so you begin to do things the way God wants you to do. And so just going back to your point of just connecting back to God, it is so important because you're like, I don't know what to do. How do I go about it? Just pray and ask God, like, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do? Like, and you have to build that relationship with you. You don't just go after 10 years and, and come back and just be like, God, what do I do? Yes, God is going to answer you, but there's a work that we need to do. You don't just go and come back. God cannot be marked. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible mm-hmm. says. And so mm-hmm. building that relationship is so important and i'm so grateful that you brought that up that we need to return to him that's what he wants for us because there's so much that he has in store for us it's only when Mm. we return to him that he will give to us so Mm. i'm so grateful that you brought that up and Mm. thank you so much i don't know whether you have any final words that you want to say as we finish up on the podcast no i feel like i don't have any words at all right now (laughs) you just kind of like you blew my mind like i expected you just to kind of like just so like as like a normal time and you kind of like blew my mind on the last stretch. You packed a couple of you packed a couple of questions which actually kind of like knocked me out in the last stretch. <laughs> I mean, I love your story so much. And this is the first time I was hearing your story full on. And so mm. like I was just waiting, like so eager to learn more about you and what you're doing. And it's amazing the journey that you've been on. It's amazing to see how far God has brought you. And even as you strive to go further, I pray that God will continue to lift you up and God will continue to push you forward and continue to, I mean, build that relationship with him. And I know there's so many great things that God has in store for you. I can't wait to see the big things God has for you as you break barriers. Like, I really am so excited about your story. Like, just I felt fulfilled, like interviewing you today. Like you just made my day with your story. I'm so grateful for you coming on, Tando. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. No, thank you so much, Joyce. Like it was a great chat. Like it's almost like two hours and we've been talking. <laughs> like I'm that person. Like once I start talking, I just want to talk because I'm wired differently. Like I kind of like my point, it takes longer to actually come through, but you got to listen to me in order to right, understand what I'm saying. Right. I mean, you did great. The conversation was really, really great. It's like, we could go on and on and on. We could spend the whole day and then my producers are going to like, Joy, this is your bill for this. I'm like, yo, no maybe way. we need to do a part two later in, so maybe another two, five years and when, we, when we've seen you do greater things and then we just bring you back on and have like a part two of this conversation. It would be great. It would be great. No, it would be great. I'm actually hoping I actually do it. Hey, eh? like will. I will. In fact, I will. I the will. Kind of person you are with your story, you will. I know you will. Probably have more stories also. Right. <laughs> in fact, you were telling me earlier on that you're from Ghana, and I actually I got a friend that I met two years ago. He was actually my student. He's in oh. Ghana, so I actually taught him a couple of things. He's back in Ghana doing great things oh, also, nice. and he sent me a couple of mixing jobs earlier on last month. Mm-hmm. And I actually sounded great. And I actually mixed it for them in a week uh, and he loved it. But uh, he's from Accra. Though. Oh, Accra, but, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so, amazing. yeah. I've been telling him that hopefully once I start planning my schedule, maybe with some time, make I'll just visit, make a trip because it's just around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> corner. Thank you so much. I mean, this is you giving back to your community. This is you just investing back into summer life. And you can't just go in life and not give back what you've learned. You can't carry it on your own. You're just helping another person. So that's what you are doing with this person in Ghana too. So this is great. Mm. This is great. Keep breaking barriers. (laughs) Oh man, I'll try my best. I'll keep trying because I mean, like I'm doing it not even a way I'm actually breaking them, you know? You are. Yeah, we don't, we don't see it. But then when you look back five years, you look back 10 years, you're like, Mm. yo, I did this. Wow. And so, I mean, just looking at your story, it looks like 10 years was just like 
one month, but when you look at it, you put in the work to be where you are today. So we are constantly breaking barriers. We just don't, it doesn't seem like it because it comes with the challenges. It comes with the tears. It comes with like hard work. And so mm. after a while, when you look back, you're like, no one would believe me, but I went through that, but look at where I am now. So we're definitely mm. breaking mm. barriers. I mean, one of the quotes that I like, I'm going on right now by Kamala Harris. I'm just going to paraphrase here, the vice president for US. She said that breaking barriers is not just calm. You just go and you break the barriers. There's pain Mm. involved. There's the crushing involved. There's going to be some wounds. There's going to be some tears. I'm just paraphrasing what she said. So breaking barriers is not just like as simple as it looks like, but you are definitely going to be breaking barriers and it's going to cost you. But at the end of the day, you're breaking that barrier and you're winning. You're on the winning side. So yeah oh man <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> no thank you Joyce like uh, I had a nice chat you've just made my weekend and yeah man it's been a long week and yeah you just made my weekend like I'm glad I actually did this thank you I'm glad thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast if you liked what you heard please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast also share with those you think can benefit from this information please email all questions suggestions and compliments to the bb corner podcast at gmail.com the barrier breakers corner podcast is produced by the podcast laundry production company and executive produced by joyce donkor the podcast music was written by chidi omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold us down. We breaking